It is Thursday, June 8th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today alongside producer Dan. I am Chris Rose. That is not Trevor Plouffe. That is not even supposed the guy who was supposed to fill in for him, Jolly Olive. That is the one and only Jake Storiali. Hello, King of Suck. How are you? Yeah. You know, sometimes the the main guys out of the bullpen aren't ready. And uh, mm-hmm. you need someone to come in and and give their best effort. So I'll do my best. I am. A, my only concern is, you know, if I come in and I'm fireballing and, yeah. you know, Trevor Plouffe comes back and the baseball today audience is kind of like, I like that other guy. I don't know. Then we're going to have problems. But let's let's get through today. We'll deal with that tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, I feel that happening because God knows he could actually be uh, kidnapped by the Kings of Bally North. Too, yeah, by the way, right? once this <laughs> he's in it done. now. Uh, one thing we just started doing this week, I do a little tip of the cap for, you know, a topic we usually don't have time to squeeze in the show. And for that, it goes to the Oakland A's. It has been a very rough season for a multitude of reasons, but they just beat the Pirates two out of three. Our guy Trevor May got his first save of the season, which was awesome to see because it's been a very trying year for him as well. So two of the last three series, they've actually won against the Braves and the Pirates, pretty good teams. Nice little golf clap for them. And a tip I got of the cap to you. I watched a little bit of that series, mostly yeah. due to sports gambling and my career, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, they were playing a much better brand of baseball. So I'm, I'm happy for the people of Oakland. Their, their pitching is tough, but they have some bats now that are starting to young bats that are figuring it out. Good, good. We want them to win some series. It's nice for the morale. Speaking of winning, the Cincinnati kids continued it. Second straight day where they have a walk-off against the mighty L.A. Dodgers. Ellie De La Cruz has been in the big leagues for less than 72 hours. He is wowing everybody. He had a triple. He also had his first show homer that sounded like this. Anticipation to see what... Oh, goodness! Four hundred fifty-eight feet. That ball had a family. Great call, by the way. So I ask you this, Jake: Is it too early to say that Ellie De La Cruz is must-see TV slash streaming? I will say no. It's not too soon, but I am probably a little bit of a bias audience. I, you know, host talking baseball. I'm on baseball today uh-huh. right now. And I was, you know, I don't normally turn Jimmy or Trev's heads. I was on balanced schedule before them. And the reason I wanted balanced schedule was so that every team could see every player so that you can see Mm. Ellie De La Cruz. So, yes, I I know it's new and I I doubt, uh, you know, he still doesn't have his first single yet. I think he's double, triple and homer. So, you know, he, he will regress to singles at some point. But. Um, yes, I, I want to see him. I want to see what he's about. I want to see his quirks. Um, you know, I, I know he, he hits, he hits that and he was out celebrating in a, a Bratz t-shirt, uh, a 2001, uh, like TV. So I, I want to see all these guys. So there's a little bit of unbiased, but it's the whole point. It's, I, I want to see all these guys. And I think every fan base should, cause we sometimes get 
caught up in our own divisions because we used to play those guys 19 times that now we get to see everyone. So, yeah, I, Ellie De La Cruz is must watch. It's natural, right? I mean, something that's new. We want to we want to get the shiny new toy. We want to see yeah. it. We want, you know, and whomever the next one is in line will wow us as well. And that's OK. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, is it the overhype machine? Sure, of course it is. But this has been a fun story in part because it wasn't all that long ago. It was basically within the last 18 months that ownership was tearing this thing down. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. they were in the playoffs in the shortened season, and then things just started to go sideways for a historic organization like the Reds. And all of a sudden, almost nobody was recognizable. So now you got all these guys that are growing up together. It's fun. There's still a bunch of games under 500, but they're in a division where you can dare to dream a little bit. And so why not? If that's your burst of energy and there's other guys right around the corner that could join your team and make a difference, why not? Joe Burrow taking batting practice before the game. Awesome. That he's he's saved that football franchise. I, I It's unfair. The sports don't work like that, and I'm not going to put that on Ellie because uh, – there's a lot of other good young ball players on that team. And I know we're talking a little yes. bit of central later and Chris, I'll, I'll get a little facetious with the people. I was shocked that they were able to get him and Jonathan India in the same lineup. I thought they were going to have to trade him. No, uh, guess what? <laughs> when you're a good ball player, we'll find a spot for you. And right now, Spencer steer, uh, McLean, they've got some ball players that are playing good. Now, I, you know, I think we're talking a little more central and with young players, there's high highs and there's low lows that I think they'll feel a little bit. But hey, if you're a Reds fan, we went last year, we were talking about pooping in the truck. This year, we've got a fun product. <laughs> what well, I think for their first five hitters last night were rookies or something like that. It's mm -hmm. it's going to be enjoyable, by the way. Kudos to the kid that caught the ball. And could you imagine if you're sitting in the freaking last row? at the ballpark out there and here comes a missile you're like holy shit i gotta grab this thing he's a local high school kid alex french he goes to moeller moeller high school by the way is the same school that produced barry larkin and ken griffey jr wow. so put that one on your radar and they were saying okay well what's he negotiating for what does he want he wanted to get all of his boys signed baseball so they got the great photo of them all with ellie afterward that's great you know, Chris, sometimes we, Dan Rourke, who's producing this, we we get on him for being young and he can, you know, he knows he can be a little kooky sometimes, but, you yeah. know, he's a good guy. And so is this kid. So, some people just get it. What was he going to hold yeah. on to that forever or ask for a hundred grand? No, let's have a picture with the boys and make a memory. And that's all everyone needed. By the way, shout out to the kid with the major muscles and big time traps who's wearing the Eric Davis jersey. Yeah, I think that's an Eric Davis and not an Adam Dunn, but pretty cool moment last night. Uh, Braves with a comeback win against the Mets, who have now dropped five in a row. So Atlanta seven and a half up on New York and eight up on Philly, but only three ahead of Miami in the division. So what chance do you give the Marlins of actually being the biggest threat to Atlanta in the National League East? Chris, I did some math on this, which, again, as you know, at this point, not my strength. I landed I landed at 20 percent. Um, I think it's still 50 percent. The New York Metropolitans. 
they still need to figure out a lot and they need a good streak and and all of that they need the vibes to change and I, alonzo got hit last night is he okay i don't know yeah. but he's he's a big part of that team the phillies as talented as they are they don't get a lot of regular season respect from me i you know they they snuck into the new wild card and they made a great run and they have the top end talent that all of us love but I haven't seen them hit the go button in the regular season. I haven't seen them win 90 games. So um, for the Marlins, I landed on that 20% because they've always, it's always been the same thing, right? They've got a ton of young pitching and you want a couple things on the offensive side to click. They got one guy that's fully clicked. And Solaire deserves an assist, by the way, with how many homers he's been hitting. Mm-hmm. The Marlins just got through a six-game stretch that was the A's and the Royals, which is the easiest stretch of schedule that you will see on a major league schedule this year. So I'm not going to jump on the hype machine, but I'm happy that they took care of their business. But I think the NL East, the Mets have to go at some point, right? Well, it's it's that and the fact that I don't trust the Marlins' offense. And... People that are frequent listeners of this show know that I will constantly chat on the Marlins offensively. I've watched way too much Marlins baseball the last few <laughs> years because Miggy Rowe obviously ah, is a huge yes. part of our family. So, uh, you know, it's I've had a hard enough time watching my team try and hit the ball out of the infield. I'm not going to, you know, subjugate myself to having do that now that M- Miguel Rojas isn't a part of that squad anymore. But I do see this outside of Luis Arise. Outside of Jorge Soler and Brian De La Cruz, who's had a nice season. Yeah. With all that being said, who scored the fewest runs in the National League this year? I'm going to assume the Miami Marlins, the way you phrase it. That, that is correct. That is correct. They have scored the fewest runs. And that's going to be a problem. Now, some people will say, well, hold on. Their pitching really hasn't gotten going. Sandy has an ERA right. over five. You know, the rest of the guys have... Been okay to decent, but not awesome, right? Yuri's been phenomenal in his few starts that he's made. So if Sandy can get back kind of to what he was, then maybe they can. I just don't trust the offense enough. At some point, Luis Arise isn't going to be hitting 402 or 403. That ain't going to happen. So somebody else has to do it. And I just don't see enough depth in this lineup for them to be the biggest threat. I don't know if the Mets are a huge threat. I don't know if the Phillies are a huge threat. But I think they're bigger threats than the Marlins. So I would say it's less than 10%. I'd say 7%. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I I, I guess for the Marlins, yeah, you can't defend a lot of their previous actions. I, the only thing I'd say is, and I, I think as our next topic does have some NL Central and the Cubbies, who I think we'll, we'll talk about a little bit, is that mm-hmm. we're at that tipping point of the season where it's, Okay, so for the Marlins, you could spin that in a positive way, right? Like if Jazz Chisholm comes back and and maybe someone steps up offensively, and like you mentioned, their pitching hasn't fully clicked, that maybe the Marlins have another level. The Cubs, uh, they've had some of the guys this year that if you told them, hey, if these guys click for you, maybe the Cubs are going to be feisty, Cody Bellinger, guys like that, and yet they have one of the worst records in the National League. So we're at that tipping point where, okay, are the Cubs going to regress up? Or could the Marlins regress down? I don't know. I, I That's what we're about to find out. But for, for the Marlins, you just can't buy into the track record. But for where they stand without Jazz, mm-hmm. that's yep. that's good. 
That's good. Willing willing to give them credit, but I just don't know if I'm in it for the long haul. We'll see. Yeah. You know, 65 games, check. 162, I'll check back. <laughs> hey, want to tell you a little bit about Fubo. It is a streaming service with 200 live channels of sports, movies, shows, and news. Fubo is the streaming leader in baseball coverage as well. With MLB.TV, MLB Network, other top sports networks, Fubo has the most baseball games you can get without cable. Plus, with Fubo, you can stream all the action from game days anywhere, anytime, any device. You want to watch the Yanks and Red Sox do battle for the first time this weekend, Saturday on Fox? You can watch it on Fubo. Fubo has 55,000 live sporting events annually. They've got innovative features like multi-view, 4K UHD quality, fan view stat tracker, and oh so much more with that 4K UHD quality. Mm. Do you know how pretty Jake Storiali is going to be coming into your living room with that? Oh, look at that. He's trim. He's solid. It's not well-dressed Wednesday, but he still is well-dressed. Imagine how good it can be. And on top of that, Fubo includes 1,000 hours of cloud DVR at no extra cost to you. By the way, here's the coolest part. No commitment. No contract. You can cancel at any time if you're unhappy. But I guarantee you, you're not going to be unhappy. Also, we want you to try it with a free seven-day trial. Sign up at FuboTV.com slash baseball today to activate a special offer, 15% off your first month. You'll be thanking us later. We continue on with the return of Willie Adamas. And boy, that was so scary a couple of weeks ago when he took a foul ball to the head while sitting in the dugout. I got to tell you this before we start the topic. I was down at uh, Angel Stadium yesterday doing some content for us, and I was sitting in the dugout. And even when they have the cage up during BP, I am watching at all times because I've mm-hmm. sat enough in those dugouts during games doing reports where I had a ball fly right over my head off of the bat of Eric Ivar. Literally, I could feel it brush right through my hair. We all know what happened with our good friend Kelsey Winger a year ago. It is Ice. dangerous down there. Yeah, twice to her. Holy smokes. Unreal. So we're just happy that Willie is okay. The doctor said, you are a lucky young man. He knows it. The Baltimore Orioles were unlucky for his return because he homered first game back. Corbin Burns was great in eight solid innings. So Milwaukee has extended its division lead to a game and a half. Are the Brewers the team to beat in the division, or do you still have questions about them? They are the team to beat in the division for now. If you asked me a week and a half ago, I still would have said the Cardinals. Um, I, I think coming into this year, you would have said Brewers and Cardinals, right? With maybe a, a Cubs kicker, something like that, if the magic happens at Wrigley. The Brewers, as a franchise... They deserve to be treated with a level of respect. They they put together pitching um, and they put together enough offense to win baseball games that with how much the Cardinals have floundered um, and they have an, they had another hiccup after their after their April, they're eight and a half back. The Pirates, I I took a little I gave myself pats on the back. I said they had potential to be last year's Orioles, kind of the young, fun, upstart team. In a way, they've been that, but I think they were eight and eighteen in May, something like that. So I'm not there. Uh, the Cubs are, have been bad, and they're getting covered up by the Cardinals stink right now. Otherwise, we'd be talking right. about them a lot more. And the Reds, I I want to believe, and it would be a fun, magical season. But it's a bunch of kids that. Hey, if they all hit and it's kind of, I turned my head when you mentioned the Marlins aren't scoring, 
Hitting is in. And I know that may sound ridiculous because obviously hitting, pitching, defense. But without the shift, look at the teams that are dominant this year, the Texas Rangers and the Rays, and even my snakes in the desert. You need a high-level... You need a high-level offense that is constant. That's your best way to score each inning because every team has guys coming out of the bullpen now. So with all of that, the Brewers have a top of the lineup. They've always had a top of the lineup, more or less. And if the young kids, Joey Weimer steps up last night, if the young kids who they were bad, and again, this goes into the we're 65 games in, Those Brewers kids did not play great. So if they start playing better than what they were, you'd expect the Brewers to be better as a whole. And as a franchise, they've been really good. So the Brewers are the favorite in the central as of now. It's interesting. Um, I've noticed a few comments on our, you know, in, in the YouTube where people say, why do you hate the Brewers, Rose? I don't hate the Brewers, but they haven't shown me a lot. Right, this year, particularly offensively. Now, the last week or so, they've started to stretch it out a little bit. They leapfrog Pittsburgh. Um, But when you look at them offensively, they haven't been good. You just mentioned it, that the young guys who've had some opportunity haven't exactly taken the baton and run with it. They have the lowest OPS in the National League. Only the Marlins have scored fewer runs. Those are issues. So while I will agree with you that, yes, I feel like they're the team to beat because we haven't seen Brandon Woodruff in a while and we probably won't see him to the all-star break. But, boy, if they bring him back into that rotation, all of a sudden you're looking at a team that can really, really throw the ball. And Devin Williams is just studly at the back of that pen. Um, That They are the team to beat, but I want to see more. Like, I want to see more out of this franchise. Maybe it's just – Personally, I wasn't able to wash away what happened after the hater trade last year. I thought the whole team folded. Um, I didn't think that they could get past that trade. And maybe I'm holding that against them subconsciously. What do you think, doctor? Uh, oh, I've been called that in a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely we have heard that 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 shook the Brewers up and it should have. Right. Like he was. He was your advantage piece. He was, if you make a three-game playoffs, Devin Williams and Hayter can make it a six-inning games. And by the way, if you have Burns and Woodruff, <laughs> you might have just won the series. So I, I know how much that shook them up. Uh, the Brewers have still put together a Brewers bullpen. You know, you you see some, mm-hmm. who's the, the Polish guy that's coming out and thrown for them? I, I feel like there's a bunch of consonants. Um, maybe maybe I'm thinking of Strzelecki from Pittsburgh, but um, the, the Brewers find outs. They're very good at that. Um, offensively, you're right. You should be scared, but I guess that's where my glass half full, glass half empty kicks in, is that if I told you the Brewers were in first place come June 6th, we probably would have said, what, Jesse Winker returned to form? We would have said a couple of the kids were competing for Rookie of the Year, and none of that is happening. So they still have room to grow as a team, and the fact that they're sitting in first place when there's other teams that are really struggling, uh, a la the Cubs or the Cardinals, I'll take that if I'm Milwaukee, and I I can believe in that enough. Here's Strzelski. Is that who you're looking for? Yes. I believe that's how you say it. Struzelski. That's what I'll go with. Struzelski. He's pitching well, right? Did I dream that? Struzelski. That's what it's got to be. Hold on. I'm going to go to the reference page. Mike. Sorry, gang. He's from uh, 
He's from Queens. Sure. There He's from Poland. He's not from Poland. <laughs> Strez Lecky. Strez Lecky. Strez Lecky. It, it's easy. Yeah, it's easier than it looks. It's one of those when you look at it, you're like, holy alphabet shit soup. That's what it looks like. <laughs> My God. Um, so, yeah, we both feel that way. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Uh, Juan Soto. Five yes. more hits for the Padres. First five-hit game of his career. Four singles and a double. But it's Gary Sanchez grabbing some headlines out west. Hit his fourth homer in nine games. How convinced are you Sanchez can solve San Diego's catching woes? So it's an interesting question. People know you are talking to a Yankees fan. They know producer Dan is as big of a Yankee fan as you'll see. Mm. I think the way you phrase the question is very interesting, Rosie, because San Diego's catcher woes were about as woeful as catching can get. Uh, well, Guardian fans, you can chime in as well. But mm. they got no production. So when Gary Sanchez comes in and he hits four homers in nine games, I don't know. I, I If you're a Padres fan, you're into it. I love it as a landing place for Gary. You've got some other great Dominican ball players on that team. Uh, literally his manager, Nelson Cruz. So is it a solution for the Padres for the next three years? Probably not. Could it be a partial solution for this season? Yes. Yes. They, they got limited production. Give me some confidence here. Let's go. Yes or no. You're, you're hedging. I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes. I, for what the Padres had at, at catcher early on this season, yes, I will believe in Gary Sanchez. And I want to get your thoughts, but I do have a Jakey deep cut theory that I think you'll like. Go for it. I want to hear it. Chris, the beard is back. I believe in this fully. Go check out Joey Gallo, who was on the Yankees and then was doing things on the Twins. People who have beards, and it's part of the reason I respect you so much, is you have the flexibility to be a beard guy or not. Beard mm. guys like having their beard. Gary's got the beard, and it's a little bit symbolic, right? He's not with the Yankees anymore. He doesn't have to be a Yankee, and okay, now you're on one leg, and okay, now you're doing... Hey, we're the Padres. We need any help, and you have, what, over 150 big league homers? And when you connect, you still hit it as hard as anybody in the league. Gary Sanchez can play some ball. And that's all the Padres are looking for right now. So I'm I'm into bearded Gary Sanchez putting together a stretch for the Padres. Okay. Most people would say that's rather simplistic. I don't think so. I think you really sat down and did an assessment, a full assessment. I think that's outstanding work on your part. I didn't thank you. I didn't know you had opened up a barbershop there. Yes. One floor down from our office, but that's good. Good thinking. Excellent business work. So the tandem pretty much of Nola and Sullivan yeah. combined had an OPS under 500, well under 500. That ain't going to get it done. No. I talked to my friends that are Padres fans and they're like, we've had three positions that are invisible. Catcher, Cronenworth and Grisham. I love it. how Ooh. They call like Cronenworth and Grisham Ooh. positions, but that's because they're in the lineup yeah. every day. And they're like, I mean, what are we going to do here? Like, we need somebody. We need something. You know, why not? Give it a shot. Um, the, Here's the only thing. And I hate to piss on their parade. But Gary Sanchez hasn't been a bona fide threat since 2019. Which, is that fair to say? 
Uh, yeah, more or less. I mean, well, I would counter and say 2021, he did have a league average OPS plus. And what, what the okay. question was, what are the Padres looking for? And compared to Sullivan and um, Nola, I, I would counter and say that, yeah, he's a, he's more of a threat than them. Well, more of a, th okay, great. That's like <laughs> saying, I, you know, I, I'm the best looking person at the 52 year old dad bod convention. I mean, somebody's got to win it. I, well, I agree with that vote, but I, I think, you know, 23 homers in 117 games in 2021, that it's nothing to sneeze at. No, what was it? What, but the rest of his numbers, I don't think were outstanding. Yeah, 204-307-730, yeah. And and easily pitchable, I believe, in the playoffs. So that's the thing. I, I rem I'm old enough to remember the discussions. Is Gary Sanchez the best hitter on the Yankees? Yeah. Like, there were times where you'd come into the year, like 2018, after they had traded for Stanton, and they have Judge, who's coming off his amazing rookie year and all that sort of stuff. And we were asking the question, is Gary Sanchez the dude in the lineup? That's what we were asking nationally. I can tell you yeah. that. I remember it. Yep. Now we're not. I. Here's the nice thing. He doesn't have to worry about getting groans every time a ball gets past him in San Diego. Because they're just not going to notice it. In New York, they were all over him. And I'm not saying the fans were wrong to get on him or whatever. That's just how New York works. And that's okay. I imagine he loves the fact that he's just kind of flying under the radar. I really think so. So I think he can make a difference. And the the only the only other thing I'd throw in, and this could be nothing, this could be something. We're this season came off the high of the World Baseball Classic, and I think we saw that the world has caught up to the U.S. in baseball in a lot of ways. Hell yes, the Dominican Republic that is one of those powers. The fact that Gary Sanchez was in that lineup and he's still respected by those guys and Nelson Cruz is on that team and Soto's on that team and Machado. Like, I think that matters. I think that matters. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's still viewed that way by his peers, even I think that's important. Fair enough. Today's episode of baseball today sponsored by these guys at shady rays. I want you to take on the sun this summer with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. In fact, Shady Rays offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair out there, except they're going to keep money in your pocket. They also have durable frames, extremely clear optics. I can't believe how good Jake looks, even though I'm wearing shades inside. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in the history of eyewear. Every pair of these babies is backed by lost and broken replacements. What does that mean? If you lose or you break a pair, even on day one, Jake, what does it mean? You you get them. But you have glasses for life, Rosie. That's right. They don't ask any questions. They don't no. care if you sat on them, if you lost them in the ocean, if Noodle ate your glass. I mean, they'd care because we don't want Noodle to eat glasses. Yeah. That's bad for the digestive tract. But you understand what I'm saying? They don't, they don't care about excuses. They just want to send you a new pair. They got your address on file. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out the best deal of the season. Head on over to ShadyRays.com. Use that code word today. 50% off two-plus pair of polarized sunglasses. Hear me? 50% off when you use the code word today. Enjoy. You'll thank me later. Before we get out of here on the YouTube and the podcast version of this show, better walk-off celebration. Randy Rosarena. 
the pose five feet before home plate with his walk-off homer against Duran and the Twins, or Will Benson's first career home run and then yelling into his dugout. So I'm I'm gonna contradict myself briefly. Uh, our guy Will Benson, uh, a ping pong legend in John Boy Media, with one of the most natural, purest reactions I've seen on a walk off scr- ever s- screaming to the dug intense a little scary I, I think uh, Ellie had to dodge the bat um and I love those reactions I I love the pure natural reaction will Benson's was almost like scary I was like oh my god will that f- I'm I'm gonna flip on this one and I'm gonna land at Randy and I'll cross the arms really because my goodness, that guy, Rosie, he he has gone from the best to ever play baseball in that one postseason to good to really good in the playoffs again to now he is an elite regular season full time baseball player that has his own celebration. And he he if we did a top five of guys, you just don't want to see at the plate in a moment. I mean, Randy might be my one. Um, so all of that tied into it. I'll take Randy. Dude, you got to have some balls to do full stop five feet before home plate. That's, that's some good shit. I love that. Um, <laughs> but my guy, Will Benson, listen, he started out, he was a Cleveland first round pick in 2014. He didn't make the show until last year. Eight years between drafted and making it. Yeah. And he's such a sweet kid. We got to know him a little bit out of yeah. the house uh, in 2022 during our spring training trip. Backstory, Josh Rose, my oldest son, that was his favorite guardian. He always kind of <laughs> does a little quirkiness with Cleveland athletes. He loves the guys on the periphery. Loved him. So I told Will that. He's like, really? He hadn't made the major leagues yet. He's like, hey, let's call him. So we FaceTime Josh. And I was like, Josh, somebody wants to say hi to you. And I just turned him. And Josh, who was 21 at the time, was like, holy smoke. So they had a great talk. Will Benson said, hey, I want to. He ran to his car, got a bat, and signed it for Josh. And we sent it to him. And so he's loved that. And he's corresponded with Will Benson ever since. After the trade, he said, I'm going to miss you so much, but I'm happy you get a chance in Cincinnati. (laughs) So it's kind of like a cute little story. And heartwarming, and I'm just so happy and proud of him because I think it's awesome. Not a bad first homer, huh, Rosie? It ain't bad. Ain't bad. First time since, I think, 1907, the Reds had two guys hit their first homer in the same game. Cool stuff. And let's remember, Will Benson had a four-homer game in the minor leagues one time, so he's got some pop in there. Um, This was awesome. I appreciate you filling in for Mr. Trevor Plouffe. We'll be back with us tomorrow, I believe, from Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Sorry. Two T's, one T, whatever. I got got to get there soon. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented, some say sexy, and co-founder of John Boy Media, Jake Storiali, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Friday on Baseball Today.